Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ed Troxel from edtroxel.com. And if this is your first time tuning in, let me paint the picture for this episode. We are sitting down at a local coffee shop and you, the listener, are going to eavesdrop in on the conversation I'm having with my guest who is a fellow entrepreneur. That's right. This is all about the conversation and I'm super excited to have you along for the ride. So grab some coffee, tea, whatever you're drinking today and take a seat at that table next to ours because you're about to eavesdrop in on our conversation about entrepreneurship, the ups, the downs and everything in between. Now, before we dive into the conversation, make sure that you stick around to the end so that way you can hear about how you can connect with our guest as well as how you can discover simple tech solutions from yours truly so that you can overcome whatever challenges you're facing in your business here online. So stick around till the end and feel free to share this episode out with a fellow entrepreneur and let them know, hey, this is good. So here we go. And I see our guests popping in. So let's take a look. Hi, Ed. How's your day going? It's going well, going well. A little late start today, but it's otherwise good. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me why it's a late start today, because you really had what sounded like a full day yesterday. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it was a late start today because I was up till 3.30 in the morning um, writing coffee for clients and getting stuff sent out and done. That way they can, you know, go and do their promotions and uh, sell their stuff and their products. So. Yeah. And so, okay, so you stayed up late, which that's, you know, how the cards usually fold up. Uh, for us. That's how the cards usually get laid out for us as yeah. entrepreneurs. But also, what were you working on for them? Like, what, what were you helping them with? Most of it was social media posts. Um, I also did a few newsletters last night. So I think I had 16 pieces of content that I wrote last night, which is getting to be like my average, like daily amount of content that comes through my queue these days. Yeah, I've got anywhere from like 11 to 16 pieces I have to do a day now. Yeah. And so your whole business is or, or surrounds is surrounding writing. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Everything I do is related to writing and content and conversion copy, most specifically um, for my clients so that they can turn strangers into followers and followers into clients. Oh, I like that. And when it comes to the writing aspect, what are you seeing a lot of clients come to you for in terms of, is it going to be mostly email? Is it really about social posts? Are there something, what's connecting the dots there? So it kind of fluctuates. Like there's, there's like seasons for different things. Uh, right now with uh, the holidays, it's a lot of social media posts and emails and ads. So that's why I've got my um, Cyber Monday special running that ends tomorrow, December 3rd. Nice. So um, people can get a single piece of social media copy, ad copy, or an email for $30. It's, oh. Yeah, it's related to my 3330 deal. It was the first deal I ever ran that was super successful for my business. And so I brought it back a few times. This is probably going to be the last time I do it, though, because my prices are going up um, yeah. just to meet with demand. And 
I don't think I'm going to be able to handle that um, deal too for too much longer. I think this is going to be the last one. Yeah. And, and that's interesting too, that you have noticed that. So what do you think has made it so, if we can go back to the beginning with that specific offer, what do you think really made it pop for people and that that's like the one that has like really catapulted, skyrocketed everything? So I think people like it because they can get uh, that those few key pieces that they've been struggling with or that they just don't have the time for, but they know they need to put out there and uh, get created for their business. Yeah. And it's they've seen the reviews from my clients and they know that I'm a really good at what I do. Ah. And so it's a really great way for them to test me out to see if what everybody's saying is true because it's really low, low cost, 30 bucks and you get a piece of content. Um, and at the same time, it also helps, you know, showcase my process and how that works and to see if that's gonna work for them um, for to do future work. I love how you bring that up. You, you touched on some great points there that I always am talking to entrepreneurs about is uh, reviews. So it's key to have reviews, uh, whether it's uh, only on Google or Google and Facebook page, or, you know, obviously if they're restaurants, they'll probably have Yelp and things like that. But having reviews is huge. And then also being able to have something that allows people to test you out to see what what that relationship's going to look like and and what that work is going to look like for for both you and them is really amazing yes yes and i really like it also for myself because it shows me which of the clients that i'm like yeah i don't want to work with them again <laughs> so i know to just kind of like because i'm a very non-confrontational person yeah. so i just know to just don't engage with them <laughs> that way they don't keep seeing my stuff and then eventually you know maybe we block if that's necessary yeah. but I, I haven't had to do that but there have been like a few people that i've gotten that have done my 30 30 30 deal and i've been like yeah no i do not want them as, as a regular client <laughs> this yeah. one thing is fine but after that no <laughs> Well, and that's the thing too, you know, I think there, this is something that I, I don't think we talk enough about publicly is that there, there's the people who are always going to want the free slash discounted completely services and basically be a pain. And then there's going to be those who are just going to use that as the stepping stone just to make sure that it's worth it to take it to the next step. And and that's okay. And we also, as the business owner, need to be okay with not working with everyone and knowing that not everyone needs to be a client of ours and shouldn't be a client of ours. And so I think that's really key because we all want to help as many people as possible, especially when we're in our zone of genius and, and we're ready to go and we want to help everyone. But we also have to remember that not everyone wants to be helped <laughs> and, and that's okay. And we have to be able to uh, have situations like that, like that 30 deal where it helps us test the waters uh, both for us and for the clients. So I think that that's super smart to have. Yes. Yes. I, I love it. It's also a really great way for me to build up my samples too. Yes. 
because as a writer, people want to see my work. So, which I always find funny though, because they're like, I want to, can I see samples of your work? Because I want to see if you can write in my voice. I'm like, well, those samples aren't going to be in your voice. Yes. <laughs> but I send it to them because like it for them, it makes them feel good. They can have something to look at and get an idea of like how I write. So that's fine. And I keep them. But every time I get that, <laughs> that request, I'm just like, Sure, but in the back of my head, I'm like, it's not going to be in your voice because it's somebody else's content. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? That can actually be uh, an FAQ of frequently asked questions on your website. Yes. You can have that. Or... You can do that. Yes. So, so write that down. Uh, here's another cool thing. If you didn't know this, you can actually on Instagram too have an FAQ section if you have a business account. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I personally haven't used it yet, but it's there and it's a way for you to also have it on uh, Instagram in case you have a lot of people asking mm -hmm. you and, you know, DMing you over there. That might be something to look into. Yeah. yeah, I haven't I have an Instagram and I post once in a while, but I don't use it as much as I should. I put more of more of my focus is in Facebook and LinkedIn. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that because that's important. So why do you focus on those two versus Instagram? Because they're more content, like written content driven than Instagram is. Instagram's more graphic image images. Um, and I'm slightly colorblind. So I creating graphics, I can do it, but it's tedious. It takes me a really long time. And my husband has to edit all of them for me <laughs> because I'm like, do the colors match? <laughs> I mean, fortunately, I've learned how to use like the hex codes to know okay. like for my brand colors so I can just like work with those. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like putting things together and I think it looks really great. And he looks at he's like, those colors don't go together. <laughs> it's yeah. perfect color vision. I'm over here and I'm like, Certain shades there that are too close together look the same to me. So, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's important to know your uh, spaces that you want to be in. And uh, mm -hmm. also to know that based on statistics, and of course, I mean, I don't know, obviously, your entire target market. But statistically, there's a lot of uh, data out there that while we think everyone is on Instagram and has migrated there from Facebook, it actually, depending on who you're targeting and if it's mostly, I believe over 30, um, they're still over on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. They may have an account on Instagram, but they're not actively searching for services and things like that necessarily. There's obviously industry specifics there, but primarily, Facebook is still the number one uh, social network. It's still the most uh, in terms of the graphics. When you look at age demographics all the way through, they everyone is still there. And mm -hmm. it's the place where people check in multiple times a day consistently. Yep. So it's smart to be able to know that Facebook is a good spot for you. And then also to have that other source, which is LinkedIn, which is... Mm -hmm a very untapped one you know i was just talking about this with another entrepreneur the other day and it's one of those places that you know act actually her name is ashley and she described it as 
you know, LinkedIn's kind of the office and then Facebook's kind of like your living room. So, so when you open up the door, you know, you're going into those different rooms and it's, it's true. Um, what have you found for you that's different about being on LinkedIn versus Facebook? Um, with LinkedIn, I like that I can do, if I want to do a really long post and not have to worry about like the length, yeah. um, I can just go nuts uh, with verbiage. They have the article section on there and uh, I like utilizing that and playing with that. I've only done one or two on there, but I've like my plan in 2021 is to do more. Yeah. It's basically, I've just been like testing the waters with LinkedIn, like the last six months or so. Um, like I set up my pro, like fixed my profile so that it was more professional. And uh, I've posted started posting um, at least once a week. My goal is to post like three times a week, but um, I'm, just, I'm still like trying to build that up. But yeah. I, I love the, I love the article section. And then I also like um, the way it's so much easier to message people through there without them getting upset. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't feel as weird messaging people over there. Yeah. Cause I think it's expected because of the way uh, LinkedIn is, is presented and how it, it is like being at the office and you know, this is totally coming to mind, so I don't know if it will make sense, but maybe the messaging is the break room, you know, at the office. And that's where people are, are used to having those conversations. So it's, mm -hmm. it's fine. Like that's the space that they're in. Um, when it comes to work and, and doing all this writing, you refer to yourself as the jargon experts. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Cause that's interesting to me. So towards like about six months into me actually starting my business, um, I was having a conversation with somebody similar to this. We were doing like a live video and she, uh, and I was telling her how I do what I do and how I tend to simplify, simplify people's language, uh, for a wider audience and make it, um, so like a lot of times they'll have, um, they come from like a psychology background or a big corporate background. So they're used to using all of the jargon and the words from their field. And they try and use it here in this online space, like with Facebook and it goes over people's heads They're They, while they may know what the word is, they're, it, they're not used to using it every day. So yeah. it doesn't really connect with them. So I often help them, uh, take those big words and make them into either smaller words or sometimes we take small words and turn them into big words just that and it's words that they're already using in their own conversations they just don't realize it so I simplify yeah. their language and she said so you're like a jargon expert and I'm like yeah and it kind of, and I was like I liked it so I was like I stuck with it I was like you know what that's actually a really great tagline yeah so that's that's how and, it came about just through a conversation think that is how it works like that's that's the really cool thing is that you're listening to what people are saying and, and in that conversation and mm -hmm. then you're taking those words like like you do for work and yeah. you're using those words and seeing where they could fit in and mm -hmm. i love how you took that and made it click 
for that it clicked for you and that you made it work because yeah. that's what I think when, especially when it comes to marketing so many of us entrepreneurs are trying to figure out the right words to say to our audience and it's like well we don't have to really try so hard because if we just listen we can actually take those words and say them and then they'll directly talk to our ideal audience and be able to attract them yeah and oftentimes it's we're even already using the words and we just don't realize it so if we listen to our if we just get on like a video and record ourselves just talking about our business we'll often find that there is a lot of words we can utilize with that so when my clients come to me and they're like i have this video i need it turned into content can you do that i'm like yes i can because it's so much easier to like i don't have to sit on a long call with them and like ask them questions uh, i can just take the video and turn it into content because it's it's already right there and they don't even realize how much of it's already right in there i'm totally nerding out right now because and getting chills like you just hit the sweet spot so so let's talk about that video part because you know mm -hmm that I'm all about live video and helping yeah, people. <laughs> and so I love this because I was talking about this with somebody the other day too, is that video content uh, is so important, obviously now more than ever, and it's just going to keep going. And what we were talking about before, and, and it ties into what you were just saying too, is that for people who are social media managers, or in your case, writing the copy, it is so much easier to have the client do a video and send it to you than it is to try to figure out, like you said, being on a phone call or trying to write down what it is they're trying to say because they're thinking too much about it. But if you get on video and you yep. just talk, yep. it's so much easier. Like for them, they were a social media uh, manager and they were like, if my clients can give me one video that's maybe five or 10 minutes, I can turn that into a bunch of content. And I'm like, yes, that is the goal. That's why I love live broadcasting and encourage so many people to start using it is because it's so valuable for so many aspects of your business and of course your personal life because it helps you with your personal growth. Um, so I love that you mentioned that for, for writing because that's huge. It is. And like when I started writing, I was afraid of the live video thing. I was like, I do not want to get on that camera. I'm like, what? I, mean, I have children that make noise. And like, I'm like, that sounds like so much work. Speaking of children who make noise, I have one that's messing with the doorknob right now. All good. <laughs> Give mommy a few more minutes. <laughs> Uh, but I actually, the first time I went live, it was for my 30-30-30 deal, I think. Oh, cool. And I actually brought my kids in with it to yes. just, and I was like, you know what? Like, let's just do it. They, they like sat all next to me and like, I got on there and I talked about it. It's still somewhere on my business page, I believe, like yeah. in the older files. But I just, I started practicing. I started writing out like what I wanted to say beforehand just so that I'd have something to follow. Yeah. I mean, I didn't always follow it word for word, but it, at least I knew what I was going to talk about. And it's been super helpful 
but not only for me to create my more content for myself because I can just go back and look at an old video and say, oh, okay, here, this works. <laughs> Let's write this down, post. <laughs> yeah, and, and I love that you embraced your real life, your, you being a mom and mm -hmm. being able to still show up. And that's the beauty of it is that with live video, it's not like pre-recorded where you have to have the whole production set up. You have to have the whole fancy equipment and, and the perfect and nothing can happen, no distractions and all that. No, it's live. And so it is made for that. And it breaks down those barriers that hold us back from showing up as ourselves. And mm -hmm. hey, if the kid's gonna run in, in the room, fine. Like it happened, that's real. You know, as long as you can still show up deliver your information and engage with your audience. Like that's all that matters. Yep. And I, so I having brought them on for like this, that first video that I did, it really like called me. Cause I was like, so if they show up in the future, they've already been here before. It's okay. Yeah. And you know what I love too? I was thinking about this yesterday uh, as I prepare for uh, a presentation I'm going to do later this week is I love the fact that parents can bring their kids into the, the, the situation now in terms of the going live, because this is how I think is that they get to see you embracing the camera. I mean, kids are mostly fearless anyway at a young age, but at least they get to start early noticing that you're talking to a camera, that you're going live that you have an audience out there on the other side of that device. And so they're there and they're absorbing that information and they're learning that stuff. This is stuff that they would never been exposed to before and probably would never be exposed to if it wasn't for you to be doing this and going through with this opportunity. And so for me, I love that parents are embracing this going live aspect mm -hmm. and being able to bring the kids in and teach them because they need to know this stuff. They're going to be using these tools and technology at some point soon, if they're not already, depending on their age. Right. Well, mine are five and three, so they're not using it yet, but the well, five-year-old yeah. getting there. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're probably using YouTube, I'm sure, by now, right? Yeah, they have a tablet. They, they watch way too much. <laughs> too much way too much have too way too much screen time uh, but i'm but, like you know what it's their future they're learning yeah. they're healthy happy so exactly. that's what matters yes exactly so i love that you embrace that and and are showing planting the seed for them because you know that's what it's all about is you know that's what i love to do is help empower the next generation of entrepreneurs because mm -hmm that's that's where everything's at and that's how things evolve you know and it's all about supporting one another yeah um speaking about supporting one another what are you working on because you were talking to me about this mastermind thing tell me a little bit more about this mastermind so it's not launched yet um i'm i was hoping that i'd have it i'd be ready to launch it uh before the year was over but it looks like it'll be january Okay. Uh, when I launch it, but it's called my Speak Easy, Write Simply Mastermind. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm planning to bring in between five and 10 people for the first one. And there'll be a lesson, a Q&A, and 
then we'll also all come together to look at what we've then created based okay. on uh, what the lesson was. And it's just a way to like get a conversion copywriter's eyes on your copy and get more help with it. I already do like one-to-one -one sessions like this yeah. where we basically come together, we look specifically at something you've already done. And then I tell you how you can improve on it and maybe even provide a few formulas for future content that's similar to that. Um, but I wanted to put together something where I could help more people and not be have it be so time constraining. So my Speak Easy, Write Simply Mastermind, it's basically we're going to be doing a lesson where I go over, you know, the different steps you need to take to write whatever our focus for that week or month's going to be for the content. And I have, I have a, too many ideas. Yes. So I'm like, I don't want to say which lesson we're going to do first. Cause I'm like, I've got like 20. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's the struggle, right? Is we always have more ideas. Like we feel like we, in the beginning, we don't like, we're kind of like, Oh, I need, I need to figure out the ideas. I need to create content. And then we start figuring out, oh, I have a ton. And then it's like, how do I manage this all? And mm -hmm. are you using any system or tools to kind of help with that? Like, I like to use like a project management system or Evernote to be able to like, at least brain dump into and then later go back and pull things out. So I really, really love pen and paper for when I'm just brain dumping. I just, I can't help it. I just, I love it so much, but I have started realizing that I can't, yeah, I can't keep up with all of this anymore though. Like I've got this and I've got like, this one's full yep. and I've got like four more over here that are full. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, kill, I'm gonna kill an entire forest doing this, right? So, I, I have about four on, on my now. <laughs> I got this little thing now. Um, Is that an iPad or a tablet? It's just, yeah, it's just like a little tablet. Um, it's a little uh, Galaxy tablet. Because uh, we we had one for the kids, and it was ready for an upgrade anyway for like two years now. So I was like. You know what? I'll get the upgrade and like, cause they only use the home internet anyway. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got this little thing for my birthday and now I've started like, I've started putting my notes in there in just like the notes section and, or on Google drive. If, um, if I have a folder already set up for it. Yeah. For whatever it is I'm brain dumping. So I've started using that now. Uh, we'll see how that goes <laughs> because I really like the pen and paper, but I went through a notebook, a single college rolled notebook. So actually it's over here. I finished, I filled this thing out in a week. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I just went to uh, Staples the other day because I haven't had one of those uh, notebooks for a while. I've had, you know, I have like my regular small one, but I haven't had a big one like that. And I was like, you know what? I need to go and just grab some because I do still want to have that. So I picked up four and I'm already in two of them. One's downstairs, one's upstairs, and I'm constantly writing and it felt so good Does. to have the bigger paper. <laughs> like, yes. It just, it helps. And it's, it's so funny because even me being the tech guy, it's so easy for us to forget that we can start with pen and paper and mm -hmm 
that makes more sense. I, and I'm always telling my clients this too, you know, like let's pull back from the tech and let's start with the basics. But it's hard for us to remember that because we get so sucked into the technology and, and then we don't let things flow as naturally as, as they can with pen and paper. Yeah. But I've got so many clients now that I'm like, okay, I, I need to just have like a written stuff for just me, like yeah. my own business stuff. And, but all client stuff needs to now go on tech because like, cause I'll, I would do that. I would like write down my notes um, for my clients and then like, I then I type things up and what needed to happen. But like I'd brainstorm in things like here, just cause it was easier. I liked it. I like the pen to paper feel, but I can't do that anymore. I have too many clients. I'm going to kill for it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, and, uh, cause I was in, I was a, uh, the secretary of my college, like recycling organization. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel like that's hypocritical. <laughs> I can't, yes, yes. I can't kill an entire force to run my business. Anyway, yeah. So yes, I switched. I'm, I'm moving more towards tech, even though tech and I are not friends. I always feel like I break things. Yeah. No, I really don't. My husband just like, you just press the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the funny thing is that tech is a blessing and a curse at the same time. Right. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of us who are, who are techie and there's a lot more of us who are quote non-techie and, and that's okay. And that's what I like to remind my clients of too, is that when it comes to tech, if that's not your expertise and you're not in it 24 seven, it's okay. If you don't know how to do something, like don't beat yourself up over it because that's not your expertise and tech changes so quickly. So it's totally I've, fine. And I've learned so much about tech though, since being an entrepreneur, like I learned how to use Divi. I learned how to use like uh, uh, different um, email. Oh, marketing programs? Marketing programs, yes. Those yeah. things, I've learned how to use different ones of those. Um, I've learned how to like create my own landing pages, uh, through different types of software. Yeah. Um, I'm not very good at doing these things, but I can do them. Yeah. So it's, it makes me happy that I'm like, I can do these things. If I need to do them myself, I can do it. But I look, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to being able to just have other people come in and do it all for me. It's so nice. Which is so, so nice. And, and that's the beauty of tech is that if you have to do it, it can be done. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be done and you just have the right resources, tools, people that are around you to help guide you with that and be able to point you in the right direction until you can get to that space where you can start to outsource that and have others do it for you. Yes, yes. And before I let you go, let me also ask, because we're talking about tech and the struggles, what are some things that you've done to help you get over struggles in your business? Because we go through challenges. We, we have those moments of complete frustrations and probably just want to throw our hands up and just be done with things. What has been something that you have done to help get you out of that place? <laughs> so I actually, I started my business to get me out of four year depression. Like, oh. I was in a deep depression like post like I'd had a baby and I thought my world was over um <laughs> like I did yeah so I was like 
really sad, really depressed. I started freelancing uh, when I had my uh, my eldest son, who's five now. Um, I started freelancing while I was pregnant with him, and I, I kept go- doing it through the um, throughout the depression, yeah. and then through a second baby. But I wasn't I wasn't treating it like a business. It was more like a job search. And okay. so finally, my mom gave me the kick the kick that I needed and said, you're the smartest woman I know. You can do whatever you want. She's like, you've been trying to do this whole business, this whole freelancing thing. She's like, treat it like a business, turn it into a business and you can do it and you can go as far as you want to. She's like, you know, people who have made millions doing it. She's like, you can do the same thing. Oh. So I, I started my business and that first year was so hard. It was super hard because like, I'm still like fighting the depression and the anxiety that I have. Yeah. Um, but I just kept telling myself, this is your one thing for you. Ooh. This is for you. So sit down, even if you just do one thing every single day, at least you've done something and it was for you. So even on those days where like I was crying because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I just, I would look at myself and I would say, you do know what you're doing. It's just, it's not going to happen overnight. You just have to keep going. This is for you because your kids are one day going to grow up and they're going to have their own lives. And then you're going to be by yourself with your husband. And you need something that's for you. Cause my mom, she didn't, she didn't do that. She was all about her kids. Yeah. And then we left and she's like, I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah. And I was like, and so she had a hard time really letting go when we left the nest. So I was yeah. like, I don't want to be that mom. Yeah. Um, and then my Nana, she was the very much the, uh, all about her job, all about business. She's a, a real estate broker. So, but, and she didn't really pay too much attention, give my mom the attention she needed. Yeah. So I'm like looking at these two strong women in my life. I'm like, well, I don't want to be like either one of you. So yeah. I want to be me and I want to have this balance. I want to be with my kids and I want to be in my business. But the business is for me because one day the kids grow up and they're not there anymore. So that's, that's what I tell myself. <laughs> One day the kids won't be there anymore. So this is for you. And if you love doing it. That is so powerful. And I am so, so glad I asked that question because that right there was amazing. And that, mm-hmm. gosh, shout outs to, to moms. Like literally, I mean that you have been blessed with an amazing mom and yes. I know that even for me, my mom has always been there to support and, and has had that same attitude. And it's very interesting hearing you talk about your mom and grandma because mm-hmm. for me, it almost is very similar in terms of my mom was the eight to fiver, worked mm-hmm. you know, paycheck to paycheck and it always had been on a computer. But the mm-hmm. problem was is that it was in one program and mm-hmm. so she didn't know how to use Google. She didn't know how to use an iPad. Like mm-hmm. she's been surrounded by tech, but it was one of those things where it was like, what do I do? How do I do this? And so mm-hmm. that's one of my passions is not letting anybody be held back by technology because 
-hmm. we have amazing tools that we can use and embrace. And it's like, nobody should be left behind because they don't know how to do something. Um, mm -hmm. And then her mom, my grandma, who I called Nani, it had, uh, Nana. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, she had worked all her life for Hilton as a waitress. Mm -hmm. And so she worked extremely hard. And so I saw mm -hmm. that and I knew for, for myself that one, between both of them, I didn't want to work an eight to five, you know, for somebody else, especially right. a, a desk job, because I can't sit in a chair all day long. I mean, I'm standing almost all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then my dad was a handyman for himself, but I knew like that wasn't the work that I wanted. And mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was teaching me entrepreneurship. I was just kind of observing, kind of just picking and choosing from all of these people in my life. And so it's very interesting when we look back to be able to see what we like and what we don't like. And, you know, mm -hmm. I talk about that all the time with clients when we talk about, you know, if they're looking at their website or uh, social media or whatever it is, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? But it's the same when we look at when we're starting a business and when we're running our business, mm -hmm. what do we like? What do we not like? What do we want to do? What do we not want to do? You know, and start to put those in different buckets and start to be able to move away from the things that are pulling us away from being our shining our star and being you know, that greatness that everyone is wanting to see and hear from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, I love it. I love what I do. Uh, when I was a kid, I just, I told my mom, I was like, I want to be paid to write. And she's like, well, your options are best-selling author or journalist. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's not what I want to do, mom. And she's like, you could go be a professor. You like to research and you get to write research papers and be paid for it. I was like, all right, that sounds good. And so I went to college and got a sociology degree with a plan to eventually go get a master's and PhD until the baby happened. Oh, and, right. then I, and then I found freelance writing. And I was like, my dream job. There you go. <laughs> and you made it work. And that's the cool thing. And it's so awesome and i don't know if you have shared this part of your story with your audience but i definitely want to recommend that you make sure to share that because that was huge talking I've about it a few times in a few different ways yes. good it's good yes because that was powerful mm -hmm. well i appreciate you taking some time today to hang out with me and it was such a great conversation and i cannot wait till we meet up again and i hope that you have an awesome rest of your day. I know you're probably going to take a little easier today, hopefully, since you had a long night. I'm going to try. I have um, 10 pieces of content <laughs> on my queue today. So. Okay. <laughs> it's better than 15, 16 that I did yesterday. So. so in other words, make sure you take lots of breaks. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't think I'll be up till three in the morning. I was already tired when I started yesterday. So it took me. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brittany, for being here. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Ed. Take care. Take care. Bye. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Wow. There were so many golden nuggets there and 
I was surprised. I even shared some things that I've never shared before here on the show. So I hope that you enjoyed that as well. Uh, be sure to check the notes down below. We'll have links to uh, Brittany's website so you can connect with her, check her out on social. Uh, also, if you want to join my online community for non-techies, feel free. There's an awesome uh, link there for you. Seven day free trial. There you go. And if you would like to start using more video, start going live, but go live with a plan, please let me know because I'd love for you to enroll in my new eight-week coaching program so that I can help you really show up more, deliver more, engage more with your audience here online, and make a greater impact. So be sure to check the uh, notes down below for all of those links. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, show up, deliver, and engage. Those are your three keys to success in life, both in business and your personal life. Take care, everyone.